Hello and welcome to yet another episode of How Not to Suck at the Stocks. This is your host, Dan Hansen. This show is for entertainment purposes only and extremely not safe for work. Uh, this particular episode is entitled Dollars and Cents by Dan Arley. Dan Arley. One of those two, but uh, it's by some guy named Dan. And so it's a book about behavioral biases. And we're going to go through each one, and we're going to use some examples from the book, and then I'm going to try to tie it into the stock market. And it should be a lot of fun. So here we go. Uh, the first one has to do with relativity. Uh, not Einstein's relativity, but uh, relativity having to do with prices. So this is a, this is a fun one you can, you can ask your friends. So let's say you go to a shoe store, and there's a pair of shoes on sale for 60 bucks. All right, and it's exactly the pair you want, so you're going to get it. But as you're going to the cash register, the uh, salesman confides in you, hey, you know, right down the street, the exact same pair of shoes, five minutes away for only 40 bucks. Okay, well, do you think that's worth your time to go five minutes down the street to save 20 bucks? Chances are you do. Okay, let's just, let's just assume you do. But here's the next example. Now you're at uh, some place, you're looking at patio furniture, and you find the perfect set of patio furniture, and it's $1,060, okay? And it's perfect, you're gonna buy it, and this time the sales uh, person confides in you again, like, hey, like right down the street, five minutes away, they're selling the exact same patio furniture set for $1,040. Well, this time do you go down the street? You probably gave a different answer. You probably said yes to the first time and no to the second time. But why? It's still 20 bucks. No matter how you slice it, it's 20 bucks. It's like a lady of ill repute would tell you. 20 bucks is 20 bucks. And for five minutes of your time, like unless you're making over $400 an hour, and the 20 bucks is actually after tax, so you have to be making more than 400 bucks an hour for it not to be worth your time. But the reason why people say no to the second one is because it only makes up 2% of the sales price. Well, that shouldn't matter. What matters is it's 20 bucks for five minutes of your time. So that's an example of relativity. And then relating it to the stock market, um, you'll see people say like, oh, look, this stock has fallen 50%, therefore it's cheap. Well, that's not really how it works. It's like if you go to JCPenney and there's some, you know, some shirt for 100 bucks, but oh, it's marked down 50% for 50 bucks. Well, is that cheap? Well, no, it's just, that's how they get you. It's just like a, it's just a marketing gimmick. And this book talks about that, how they tried to get rid of that marketing gimmick 10 years ago, and people didn't like it. People liked the marketing gimmick. So anyway, so with, with clothing, we can see that like, yeah, they just mark down prices. It doesn't mean, that, you know, it doesn't mean anything. So with stocks, it's the same thing. Just because something is marked down 50% doesn't mean it's cheap. It might be a good place to look. It could mean it's cheap. Just like a sale at a department store could mean it's a good price. But that isn't the end-all be-all. It doesn't mean that it is a good price. So in any case, uh, moving on, uh, mental accounting. So people treat money differently depending on how they got the money. So let's say like they just won the money in a scratch off or it's like just a bonus or they found it on the street. They're very quick to just waste it, just spend it for fun. But all money is the same. All money just folds up the same in your pocket. Or people do this in the stock market where they say, oh, I'm taking profits. Okay, so let's say... Uh, they make $1,000 in Netflix, so they take that $1,000 and put it into Disney. Well, you didn't take profits. It really doesn't matter if the money is like your profit in Netflix and it's still in Netflix, or it's your profit in Netflix and now it's your cost basis of Disney. 
Uh, what matters is, is like, where's the best place for your thousand dollars? Like what's the best return on investment? It reminds me of like, if someone goes to the casino and you know, they're winning big in blackjack. And so they say, Oh, I'm going to take my profits. The only way you're going to take your profits is if you just leave that casino. But if you go to another table, let's say you go to like the craps table and starts gambling there, you didn't take your profits. Okay, the only way to take your profits would be to leave the casino and never come back. So it's just like with Netflix. Like when you took the $1,000 profits out of Netflix, you didn't take them. You just changed to a different table when you put it in Disney. And so what happens is when you have this ideology of like just constantly taking your profits, oh, you can't go broke taking profit, is all you're really doing is just you're starting off with your best investment ideas and then you keep going to like your next best and your next best and your next best, which clearly isn't the best investment strategy. So in any case, hopefully I explained that well enough. Uh, next up is pain of paying. So I know I feel this. Apparently uh, when you spend money, the pain receptors in your brain uh, actually goes off. So when I was thinking about credit cards is they supposedly disassoci disassociate you from the pain of paying because it's, it's a delayed uh, payment. And they, of course, they find people spend more with credit cards. People spend more even if they just see the credit card logos up by the cashier. Um relating this to investments, I guess it's kind of like taxes where, you know, like I just really hate to pay taxes. And so that might influence your decision-making. Like you might not sell out of a stock into a better investment because you don't want to pay taxes. Or if you're, you might pay a short-term capital gain, you might hold on to it till a year is up. So you have to pay a long-term capital gain. And that might be like mathematically the best decision to do, or it might not be, but that pain of paying might be influencing your decision whether or not to sell. Uh, next up is anchoring. Uh, you know, essentially like people are anchored to numbers, whether it has anything to do with what they're looking at or not. Um, you know, if they're told like a, like a high number, and then made to guess how many doctors there are in New York, their guesses are going to be higher than if they were originally told a low number, even though the two don't have anything to do with each other. As it relates to being a consumer, uh, when, when we see a high price, we associate that with value. And as it relates to investing, uh, I don't want to look at the stock price until I've done my valuation. I look at the company, I figure out how much I think it's worth, then I look at the price. I know if I look at the price, I'm human, I'm going to be anchored to it, and it's going to force my valuation up. So I just, I don't want to look at the price before I'm done. Uh, the endowment effect and loss aversion. So uh, people value things that they own. So if someone picks up a coffee mug in a store and walks around with it, the value of it goes up the longer they're holding onto it. I mean, like, give a kid a toy at a toy store and let them walk around with it for a while and then try to, like, not buy it for them and see how well it works. Uh, another example is the coin flip. So people value money that they own twice as much as money they don't own. So with a coin flip, in order to get someone to gamble a dollar on a coin flip, you'd have to bet them $2, even for an even money proposition. As relates to the stock market, uh, last year on this show, I recommended that if you're interested in a company, buy a little bit of it, and that'll entice you to do more research on the company. That was really dog shit advice. I wish I never said it. There's a lot of things on this show I've, I later regret. This is part of being a human and you know man enough to admit when I've made a mistake and learn from it and change my mind. 
Uh, but yeah, this is this is one such case. Just like with uh, endorsing Andrew Como last year. Not only did I endorse Andrew Como last year, but then I did an episode about all the mistakes I made in 2020, and I forgot to mention that mistake. So anyway, uh, but uh, back to uh, the the loss thing about buying stocks. So don't buy a little bit, because if you buy a little bit of a company, that's going to affect your valuation. You're going to think the company's worth more just by virtue of the fact that you own some of it. Um, and and people like people take their stocks very personal. Like they don't want to hear the bear cases on the stocks they own. They don't want to hear uh, the negative aspects of the company. But you should. Like you should be open to it. You shouldn't be biased. If someone tells you the company you own sucks, they might have important information about your company. You should want to hear them out. Uh, next up is uh, fairness and effort. So let's let's pretend you have a locksmith. And because uh, you call a locksmith because the door that you need opened. And let's say he walks up to the door and he's really struggling. Like he can't open this door. And he's like, one second, I'll be back. And he goes to his truck. He gets some more tools. He comes back and he's, he's really struggling. Can't get it open. One of his tools breaks. It's like, oh, fuck. You know, he has to go back, get another one. Okay. After an hour, he's like, there you go. You know, that'll be 200 bucks. I got the door open. Okay. So you hand the 200 bucks and that's it. Now let's say there's another example where same situation, the door's locked, you hire a locksmith. Let's say he walks up to the door and just unlocks it, lickety split. And he's like, 200 bucks, please. Well, now you're probably like, wait a second, that isn't fair. He just took five seconds to open the goddamn door. That isn't worth 200 bucks. But think about how rational that is. Like, clearly the second locksmith was better and deserved the money more than the first, he didn't waste an hour of your time. He took five seconds to provide the service that the other guy took an hour to provide. So why would you want to pay more for the first guy? But that's just, that's just how we think because, uh, well, we're irrational. Uh, so as it relates to stocks, I feel like people equate the amount of effort they put into a stock with how much money they're going to make at a stock. Remember, the stock doesn't care that you own it. So I know people who are otherwise intelligent people and would be good investors, except uh, they suffer from sexy play syndrome where they, they're always looking for like these really complicated, sexy theses to impress their friends. And it's like, sometimes the best value is just like, look, there's Google. It's on sale. I'm going to buy that. I'm gonna make a bunch of money. Like sometimes like you don't have to be a genius. It's just, there it is. Effort doesn't always equal profit. Um, Next up is self-control. So one way you can increase your self-control is by rewarding yourself. So when I was first forcing myself to read 10Ks and 10Qs first thing in the morning, how I would reward myself is by reading a Star Wars comic book afterwards. And these comic books were really horrible, but they were Star Wars, so I was interested in them. And it just made my brain associate the two. So like, yes, reading these 10Ks is boring and it sucks, but I will get my treat at the end. So it's kind of like treating yourself like a dog. It works on dogs, works on children. Uh, it'll work on you. Um, as it relates to the stock market, as far as self-control goes, I mean, that's really the name of the game. Like, if you know you're the type of person to panic in a recession, then, like, you really shouldn't own stocks. Like, last year, when everyone else, was, you know, thought the sky was falling, like, my dick was just so hard, like, 24-7. Like, I was just trying to get my hands on as much money as I could. I wanted to leverage up. You know, I, I just wanted, oh my God, everything was just so cheap. Like if you're going to be a good investor, like that's how you have to think. Like when there's blood in the water, like if you're afraid, like that tells you you are not a shark. And if you are not a shark, you should just be index investing. Like 
You should just, you should realize what you are. Like you, I would say you should have the self-control to understand, are you a guppy? Or are you a shark? And you should know the difference. Um, and if you get scared when stock prices go down, then guess what? He ain't a fucking shark. Uh, last is overemphasizing money. And this really relates to both uh, investments and being a consumer. And it's essentially, uh, you know, comparison is the thief of happiness. Like if you're always just comparing how much money you have with your friends or your family or like the size of your house or like what kind of car you have or like how hot your girlfriend is, it's just like you're never going to be happy with what you have. You know, it's like a little kid. Like, do you think that a kid that has all the toys in the world is happier than a kid that has like a normal amount of toys? Maybe. Or maybe that little kid is just never satisfied with all his toys. Like the more you give them, the more they want, right? Like I remember, I won't name names. I won't say who they were. I don't know how I knew these kids. They could be anyone's kids. I, I want to know. And they were arguing over uh, a switch and like one of them wanted a switch and like there were four kids and they already had like three switches. But like each one wanted their own switch. Like how, do, how does each like kid need their own goddamn switch? But in any case. So, yeah, uh, I think the more you give a kid, the more he wants, which is easy for me to say I'm not a fucking parent. But also as an adult, I think, like, the more money you make, it's, like, the more money you want. Like, the more stuff you get, like, the more stuff you want. Like, the bigger your house, the more you want a house, the more cars you own, the more cars. And it's always just, like, chasing the dragon. Like, no car you own is ever going to be as cool as that first car that you ever own. And you can own, like, seven or eight cars, but it's never going to be as cool as your first car. And you can buy like that bigger and bigger house, but it's just, it's, I don't know. It's, I don't think that's how you're going to find happiness. So in any case, um, I don't mean to get all philosophical at the end, but yes, I do think we as human beings overemphasize uh, money. And I don't really think that's, I think you need a certain amount of money just so you're not like, you know, constantly living under the, the, the blade of Damocles. Was that his name? I shouldn't try to use references that are too smart for me. But in any case, uh, let's just end the show right here. Why not? So this has been Dan Hansen. Oh, as far as the book goes, a dollars and cents. Yeah. I mean, if you're interested in this kind of stuff, uh, I think it has a lot. I think it's, I think it's well-written enough. It's kind of jokey, you know, I think it's kind of wordy. Um, but I think if you're just like a casual consumer and this was like your first, um, run in with behavioral biases, I think it does a good job of presenting the subject from a practical standpoint. It's not very academic. It's not theoretical. It's just like very practical. Like as a consumer of these situations, you will find yourself in. This is how businesses try to trick you. So I think it's, I think it's very good and practical from that standpoint. If you've already kind of been exposed to behavioral biases through a bunch of behavioral investing books, then this book, it does have some interesting examples, but mm, honestly, a chance that you could probably skip it. So, all right, uh, that's it. You have a great one and bye-bye.